welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. Hi there, this is Brian Collins from Become a Writer Today. And in this podcast episode, I want to talk about writing the first draft. And of course, you could be writing the first draft of an article or a blog post or a book or or a novella or whatever your writing project of the day is. So let's get into it. Now, I actually once wrote a first draft of a book chapter that smelled so bad I had to open up the office window when I was reading it. You see, it's a good thing my first drafts are for me alone and yours should be too. Because when you sit down to write a first draft, you may lack confidence or feel uninspired by what you're about to do. But when you're writing a first draft, it's you and you alone wrestling with your ideas and stories. And if you pin one to the page or if procrastination pins you to the chair, nobody needs to know. You see, most writers, even successful ones, don't write good first drafts. They're more concerned with getting the words out of their heads and onto the blank page. They know they can fix their writing later on during a subsequent rewrite or during the editing process. Now, you may sometimes feel like you're writing with a crayon in your mouth. That's a Kurt Vonnegut reference, but that's okay. You see, many successful authors rarely experience those white hot moments of inspiration and perfect prose while they're working on the first draft of a book or even an article. Instead, there's a determined soul plugging away at their manuscript one sentence at a time, looking at their word count or the clock and all the while thinking, it'll do for now. I'm almost there. I can fix this later. So how can you work in your first draft? Well, what I would say to you is to work on it a little every day until it's done. To explain, let me tell you about the 19th century English author Anthony Trollope. He produced an astonishing 47 novels during his career and he published two dozen of these while working in the general post office. So don't complain about having a day job and struggling to find time to write. In fact, he said about writing every day, All those I think who have lived as literary men, working daily as literary labourers, will agree with me that three hours a day will produce as much as a man ought to write. Now, if Trollope completed a novel during his three-hour writing session, he actually took out a blank sheet of paper and started writing a draft of a new novel. You see, Anthony Trollope wasn't prone to angst or procrastination about his craft or about his first drafts. Successful authors like Trollope sit down in front of the blank page almost every day and not just at the weekends or when inspiration strikes. They do the work because their writing is a job and not just a hobby. And they write more lousy first drafts than amateurs and they learn what works and what doesn't. Now, I'm no Anthony Trollope, but here's the creative workflow I use to chip away at an intimidating first draft for a non-fiction book. First of all, I go to a quiet room or my office or even a library or a coffee shop. Depending where I am, I brew or order a cup of coffee. I disconnect from the internet. I put my phone in airplane mode and I open up my favorite writing application for books, which is Scrivener. I arranged the outline for the chapter in question so I would have this on index cards on the desk. I set a timer for 30 minutes and then I write, keeping my fingers moving and avoiding to stop to edit myself. When the buzzer sounds, I stand up and take a two minute break. And after this break, I review my outline and notes. And I repeat this 
two to four times until I hit the day's word count. When you turn up in front of the blank page to write a first draft, forget about your past accomplishments or failures. You may have written a hundred or a thousand or even 10,000 words yesterday, or maybe you didn't write at all. Today, you just have to write a lousy first draft because here's the secret. There are no good first drafts. The job of a first draft is only to exist. You can fix all those messy mistakes, take out what works and what doesn't work and put back in what you need during a second or third or fourth rewrite. So how do you start a rough first draft? Well, I recommend not starting your first draft on page one. Here's why. Many professional writers seem like they possess superpowers. And I'm thinking of Anthony Trollope when when I say that. When they sit down to write, they stack up chapter after chapter of their book and smash through daily word counts that us mere mortals can only dream of. So do these professionals possess some mysterious book writing superpower? Did a radioactive spider bite them while they were thumbing through the dusty pages of War and Peace? Well, if you press a professional writer long enough, they'll tell you that writing the beginning of a first draft is the hardest part. What do I mean by the beginning? Well, an introduction to a non-fiction book, for example, or the beginning of chapter one explains or sets up what's about to happen in your book. But how can you write an introduction if you don't know what comes next? Similarly, conclusions wrap up what you just said, but how can you write one if you don't know what you just said? You see, whether you like to plot out your books or write from the seat of your pants, it's a perplexing conundrum that feels ripped straight from the matrix. And many professional writers don't care for conundrums, not when they have a deadline, kids to feed and an overweight cat to manicure. Instead, they lay out their notes and outlines, if they have them, and they look for an easy way into their first draft. And then they often start in the middle of their book and write forwards or backwards. So my tips for writing your first draft would include opening up in the middle of your book so you can gain momentum faster. How could you do this? Well, start writing from chapter 5 or 25. Or you could say something like, then, there I was. Or you could begin in the middle of a sentence or a paragraph or an idea. Or you could write as close to the end of your book as you can get without stumping yourself. Or you could write about what you think of some research or findings for your book. Or if you've completed an interview for your book and it's non-fiction, you could just write that up. Or you could write about a problem you and your readers are having that relates to your book. What I would say to you is to work through your first draft, paragraph by paragraph, page by page, and cup of coffee by cup of coffee. Now, if you're thinking, I still can't get started. Well, here's what Ernest Hemingway said. He said, there is nothing to writing. All you have to do is sit down at a typewriter and bleed. You see, it's no wonder many new writers struggle when they start sitting down in front of the blank page. What I would say to you is try writing down a great first line by another author and work from there. Like a good writing prompt, it'll get your hands moving and the words out of your head and onto the page. Some of my favourite writing prompts include It felt like I remember when I learnt I made a terrible mistake On my desk I can see Let me guess. In fact, I'd say to you to build a personal library of writing prompts that works for you over time. And this is something I talked about in a previous podcast episode. And I also offer writing prompts that you can use for your book. Now, what should you expect from your first draft? 
Well, if you want to learn how to write a first draft, I'd like you to lower the bar. Many writers call their first draft the vomit draft. Don't stop to edit yourself, straighten up your sentences or to see if what you wrote sounds reasonable. Because if you begin fixing your draft, you engage a different part of your brain, the part of your brain that belongs to your inner editor. And your editor has a place in the writing process, but not when you're trying to reach a target word count. He or she will want to censor your work and won't care about you trying to hit a word count. So don't let them. Instead, expect misplaced apostrophes, become friends with dangling modifiers and invite those hackneyed characters to dinner. And don't be surprised when typos slip out or when some ideas are so cliched they make days of our lives look like Hamlet. You see, your first draft serves as a means of getting creative ideas onto the blank page. It takes many revisions to turn a first draft into something you can publish. Now, many writers ask, how long is a good first draft? And I would say they're as long as they need to be. As a rule of thumb, a short nonfiction book is typically around 20,000 words, while a more traditional nonfiction book can be over 60. In other words, if you write 1,000 words of a first draft a day, you could produce 6,000 words a week. And if you produce 6,000 words a week, you could produce up to 300,000 words a year. Okay, I get that you won't be able to use all of these words, but there's gold in there and that's what you can extract during the editing process. Because remember, your goal is just to finish writing your first draft so you have something to rewrite and edit. When you get to the second or the third draft, you can gather people around your work and fix your messy mistakes and sort out all those grammar errors. So how can you know when your first draft is done? Well, let me tell you about Raymond Carver. He was the type of writer who spent weeks or months or even years working on his poetry and short stories. But even he recognized the value of writing his first drafts quickly. He said, it doesn't take that long to do the first draft of the story. That usually happens in one sitting. But it does take a while to do various versions of the story. I've done as many as 20 or 30 drafts of a story. So, like Raymond Carver said, please don't overburden your first draft with expectations. All of that can come later when you rewrite and edit your first draft or your book or your article. Because once you finish the first draft, you can take the crayon out of your mouth and you can relax. Now you'll have a body of writing that you can mold and shape into something your readers will enjoy. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.